Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Alex Jefferson, Joey Nagel, and Garrett Jacobsmeyer. Hi. We're back. It's been a month, but we're back. (laughs) Um, I love how we said we're going to do an episode every week and then just didn't for a month. But we are here. We're here just in time for the start of the season. Baseball is coming. Opening day is this week, this Thursday, against the Orioles. We need to lose. We need to lose opening day. Mm, mm, because of last year? Yeah, no, like 2018, we lost an opening day. Oh, right, 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 right. It's the key. But we it needs need to, be to like lose an, an opening day. It needs to be an embarrassing loss like it was in 2018. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. we need to blow the game. Yeah, like, we need to be up by, like, seven and then just give up, like, 13 runs in one inning Here, and then give up, theory. like, another five as, at the end of the game. As soon as we start winning, we put Matt Barnes in and we just go from there. He has COVID. Sorry, you have to censor that. That <laughs> <laughs> Barnes, even when we need him to blow it, he still blows it by getting COVID, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we need to lose opening day. So make that happen. If we don't lose opening day, we might as well not even play the season. After that, no losses, just opening day. No more. Not a single one else. Yes, 161 and one. I read something that if you went 17 and 10 eight times, you have like 102 wins. I don't know if that math checks out, but no, it does. Because if you wait, no, it's not eight times, six. Just times. don't think about it. I okay. yeah, let's do that. Um, so lose opening day and then just go 17 and 10 for the rest of the season. Sounds easy. 17 and 10 is not that hard. We can do that. Easy. We can even go 18 and 9 every once in a while. Oh, ooh, you're feeling dangerous. Whoa I guess. there, whoa there. <laughs> so basically, with opening day coming up, this is just our predictions episode. We're going to be tossing out all sorts of hot takes, maybe some cold takes. We'll see. Um, <laughs> honestly, let's just get right into it. What do we think the Red Sox are going to do this season? Like, What, what do we got the final record prediction at? I have them at 86 and 76 third in the east first team out of the playoffs like missing the wild card or missing wild card two spot damn pessimistic didn't you just say you're going to be optimistic this whole episode okay that's that's more optimistic than normal normally i'd be like oh they're <laughs> going to be under 500 they're not even going to make the playoffs or they're not going to have a shot in hell but no they they have a chance there's a bit depressing friend of alex and i being not optimistic these past few episodes no i i think I think they they'll they'll win they'll be over five hundred. I just don't know if they're going to be like a top five team in the AL because I don't think they're better than the Yankees. I don't think they're better than the Twins. I'm not. They're obviously the Astros. Um, you know, I, I feel like, and there's always those like few dark horse teams that you never see coming that make runs at wild card spots. So why not us? Why can't we be the dark house exactly. dark horse team? I don't know, Joey. It just it, it doesn't feel plausible this year to me. I had them at <laughs> nine, I had them at ninety two wins. I didn't bother doing the math. I just kind of looked at the seventy losses. Seventy. That's about right. Yeah, I had uh ninety and seventy two. I'm a little surprised that I had less wins than Garrett. No, yeah. that's what Garrett had. Hit ninety two. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Wait. 92 was slightly too high, but I also have the Red Sox in second place with 90 wins. Because so I think the Blue Jays are going to be one game behind us. I think they're going to finish with 89 wins. Because I don't think they had some injuries already. Like, isn't Kirby Yates out for the season? I feel like. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So Tommy John. I feel like the Blue Jays are just going to find a way to fall apart. And I don't see them as a second place team. I don't think the Rays are going to do that well. So I think process of elimination, Red Sox, second place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the Orioles? Yeah, no, they'll they'll be out there. <laughs> they'll do stuff. They'll play. Maybe. <laughs> what about Joey? What did you have? All right, I have them at eighty-four and seventy-eight, and I said possible second wild card spot with eighty-four okay. wins. Yeah, that's you tough. never know. You never know. We're <laughs> all like, I'd say like we all averaged out to like eighty-eight wins for the team, and I think that's fair. I think I, that's pretty realistic. Yeah. 88 and 74. I feel like that's that's a pretty like reasonable expectation to set for this team. Yeah. Look at the math well, there. My my mindset oh, when using this was uh keep it low so that you can't get disappointed. That's a good point. I should have thought of that. Yeah. So I'm going to predict they have 70 wins this season. <laughs> uh mine 
Probably 30. That's a good bar, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with three. <laughs> three? Okay. Yeah. Good, good. That's a lot better. Yeah. So I think we can all agree that they're definitely not going to win the division, but yeah. I like them as an underdog, dark horse, wildcard team. And I think almost like that, that's almost more fun for a fan. Like if mm-hmm. you know, like in 2018, we knew we were going to steamroll everybody. It was obviously fun because we were unstoppable, but being like the underdog team is fun in its own sense because then every game is more important and it's, you never know what's going to happen. So that unpredictability makes it more fun and exciting. I'm excited for this. I think there's going to be points where we are super optimistic and we go against the Yankees and we're all hyped up. We think we have a chance. They know they have a chance. There's going to be games like that, I hope. And then there's going to be games where, like, what is this team? We're never going to make the playoffs. Yeah. This is the worst I, team ever. I, I think there are going to be games just like that. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I think for a little while at least we'll be in it. I think it'll be more balanced than it was last year where – from like week two, we were that's it. It's over. Like I think, I think it'll be a nice roller coaster of emotions that we get with a typical Red Sox season. Yeah, and the biggest thing is they have energy now. Having Cora back, we've talked mm. about this. How they have like an identity. They have an energy. Christian Vasquez. I posted the picture of this on my story. He got hit in the face with a ball, and he has this nasty scar. And he's like, "I'm 100% good for opening day." Like he he wants to play, um, and like. I don't think we read the Garrett Richards quote on here yet. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, Garrett Richards. This is going to be a special team. I've played on a few teams, and I've been around a little bit. This is a team that will be sneaky good. We don't need everybody to talk about us, but we will be there at the end. I can promise you that. I love that energy. And I saw an article today. Kiki Hernandez has been in the playoffs for six straight years, and he says that I expect to be in October again. I love that mentality. Of course. I mean, I wasn't there, but I don't think we had that mentality going into last season. No. I feel like Ron Renneke was like, go out there and have some fun. It was a little odd at the beginning of last season. Just the vibes are weird. Professional yeah. Garrett from the In the Dugout podcast. It's my professional opinion that the vibes were weird last year. Um, I just set my notebook on fire by accident. That's why I'm a little confused. <laughs> However, it's <laughs> I figured it out. We're good. It was only a little bit. So, speaking of on fire, we have some hot takes for you. One hell of a segue. Yeah. Well, thank you to you for lighting your notebook on fire. Um, who wants to drop their hot take first? Set I think the Joey bar. should. Joey's been hyping up his. I, hot I have two of them. I have two of them. One isn't as hot, but I'll start with the big one. All right, ready. <clears throat> Franchi Cordero will hit twice as many home runs as Andrew Benintendi. Oh. What? No, I agree. Yeah. I don't think that's that <laughs> you never know. Really? All right, here's my other one. Jaron Duran gets called up in the summer and brings an energy boost that carries the Red Sox into wildcard contention. I like that. That dude's electric. I could watch him play all day. I can he's see so that. fun and he's so fast. He's so it's insane. All right. Uh my my bold prediction, uh Matt Andrees. I think that's how you say it, right? No. Yeah. No, he's it gonna, is. I was he's gonna step in as a starter due to injury during the season and excel in that role. Wow. Okay. That was not the name I was expecting to hear from bold prediction, but okay. Tracy's pieces. <laughs> I don't know. He's looked, he looked really good this, this, this spring. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be totally honest right now. Um, the hot take I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks that I wanted to do was about Bobby Dahlbeck. And then yesterday, Jason posted on Instagram something that like basically one-upped what I was going to say. Um, and then because I went to lunch, I didn't actually think of another one. So all I have is what I have written down. <laughs> I was just going to say Dahlbeck was going to hit 30-plus homers. And, Jason, I forget the number you said. 40-plus. 40. So that makes my my hot take kind of pointless. Just but, uh, say 50-plus. Keep going. Yeah, 50-plus. Right, there you go. He's going to hit 70-plus home run. Break the home run record. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that, Jason. Yeah. Um, 
if you missed it, I posted my bold predictions this week. I had three of them. Um, one was Bobby Dahlbeck will hit 40 plus and win rookie of the year. Uh, Garrett Whitlock will lead the Red Sox bullpen in the, with the lowest ERA. And then I just posted today, Kike Hernandez will have a career year batting over 300 and scoring over 100 runs. So those are my three on Instagram. And I have a bonus one for you podcast listeners for this segment right here. Joey was, Joey like started to say what I was going to say, Franchi Cordero. I was going to say that Franchi Cordero will become an everyday star and hit over 30 homers. Sheesh. And I also want to throw this out there. I think the Red Sox might lead the league in homers solely based on spring training because they're leading spring training in homers, which, as we know, means everything. It does mean everything. It's true. I, I don't have it. I don't, um, I don't think our dull back home run predictions are all that far fetched. I think that kid can crush the ball. Yeah. He was voted sure. to win we'll rookie of the year by like Fox baseball or something. Yeah. All right. MVP. Oh yeah. Let's go to our categories. MVP for the Red Sox this year. I gotta, I gotta go with my boy Bogart. He's been the most consistent player on the team for the last like two or three years. No reason to, for him not to continue to be consistent and be consistently great. Probably one of the most underrated shortstops in the entire game. He can do literally everything at the plate. He's a great defender. Gotta go with Bogarts. Yeah, I also pick Bogarts. Um, I mean, for the same reasons. The only thing right now is that shoulder. I'm sure it's not going to be a problem. Um, yeah, he's just going to continue to mash because he's a beast. Xander Bogarts. It's my turn. Yep. <laughs> um. I mean, Bogarts is obviously a very easy choice. I would say Devers for pretty much the exact same reason. Um, in my opinion, just flip a coin on those guys. So the two front runners for the best player in this team. So straightforward that. Yeah, I got Rafael Devers. I feel like he's younger and still has a little bit of room to break out. I mean, I wouldn't say break out, but he has a higher ceiling, I feel like, because he's younger and we still don't know what his ceiling is. So when I'm picking between the two of those, I got to go Devers because he crushed it in the spring too. Like he continues to look great he continues to be overlooked by the league like he's not the mlb did like their third base rankings and he was way too low um but i think he's one of the best third basemen in the league definitely offensively so i'm expecting a big year from him and i see him leading the charge um in the offense to get mvp next up we have best pitcher which is always a fun category for this team um i have Richards or Whitlock. Um, I think Whitlock will be the best guy out of the bullpen, but I think Richards is primed to have a good year in Boston as a starter. Yeah, just needs to work on the control, but yeah. I I liked what I saw out of Richards in his last start. I think that he's been progressing well, you know. It's always tough having to pitch in Boston for the first time, and he's, you know, obviously the foe monster isn't exactly what it's going to be like in up at Fenway, but, you know, as he gets more – used to it i think it'll he'll come along as a an even better starter throughout the year all right um i went with eduardo rodriguez because alex core is back you know how much he loves to push him eddie's probably going to be throwing 150 pitches per start this year which means you know he's going to get himself into trouble but he's going to be forced to get himself out of it because that's the kind of pitcher he is. I'm sure he's going to have a real good year, ERA around three. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he's an all-star. You know, he bounces back after, a like, like a rough year, not on the playing field, but in general last year. I, I, think, I think Eddie's coming with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going he's gonna to continue to shove. Um, I went with um... – Evaldi because you know he seems like the next next guy up in my opinion and I've seen enough of him to be excited um I'm pretty pumped for the guy I think he's I I just love watching a pitch and I feel like it's been way too long since we've gotten consistent time with him on the team and him in a spot where he can perform so um he's my guy for sure um but obviously Erod I'm excited for too that guy is a stud and hopefully um, this little shoulder problem or elbow problem isn't a big deal, and he's just hanging out, and he's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, Erod's the obvious choice just because he's been there and done that, and he's been the best pitcher for us before, like in 2019. 
But I'm going to go with Nick Pavetta. I really like Nick Pavetta. I think that that Workman trade was genius because Pavetta is the perfect guy to break out in a ch- with a change of scenery once he gives a gets a chance, and he's getting a chance with the Red Sox. He's looked great in the spring training. Uh, the Red Sox like the stuff he has. The stuff has looked even better since he got here, and he was pretty solid at the end of last season when we got to see him a little bit. So I really like what Nick Pavetta is going to be bringing to the table this season. All right. Most surprising. In line with my uh, my hot take or bold prediction, I'm going to go with Matt Andrees. I just he's looked really good out of the bullpen, and I don't think we really expected much from him coming into spring training, and he's performed very well thus far. So there's no reason that that shouldn't be able to carry over into into the regular season. For most surprising, I went with Kike. And I mean, I'm not sure how surprising it would be, but I think that now that, you know, he's probably our leadoff hitter and he's going to be playing every day. I think he has a chance to really just put up like great numbers. Like what Jason said, like, I think he could hit around 300 and his OPS is probably going to be, you know, in the eight, 800s, maybe 900. Dude knows how to, how to get on base, how to hit extra base hits, you know? I'm excited to see him play, and he's just been going off this spring. So that obviously means he's going to be an MVP candidate. That's right. Yep. <laughs> um, my most surprising is uh, Hunter Renfro, specifically for the reasons that the guy's done it. He's performed really well in the past, not in these past couple of years, um, but specifically for the reason that we're going to have to use him a lot more than I think me, if I was the manager, I would like to. And for the fact that we're going to have to use him, and I have no expectations for him in general, I think it could be – there's a likely reality where he turns out to be a pretty good player. Um, he hits bombs. His yeah. power is crazy. His whole team hits bombs. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. My most surprising goes along with my one of my bold predictions that I posted. I got Garrett Whitlock. I, I think that as a Rule 5 pick – who's never played above double A. He already seems like he's a great major league pitcher. We haven't seen him in the majors, but everyone on the team talks about how professional he is and how hard he works. And he has great stuff. Seeing him pitch in spring training, he gets great extension because he's tall and his arms are long and that's a good thing. So I really like what I've seen from him. And I think that he can be in 2018. We had Hector Velasquez and Brian Johnson in the bullpen who had a huge role in that team. I think he can be that, but even better. Uh, and I don't think many people are expecting much from him as a rule five pick who's never pitched in the majors. So I see him definitely being a surprise. And I think he's going to be really surprising this season. On another note, most disappointing. Um, also known as the Pablo Sandoval award. <laughs> at first I was thinking, Oh, you know, I'll just do Matt Barnes. But like, he has no expectations, so he can't really disappoint me any, anymore. True. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Ottavino. I just feel like he's just not like – he's not the pitcher he was. I'm not sure how he's going to perform in Boston. I just – I know I feel like we have a lot of younger talent in the bullpen that's starting to develop and show signs of being really, really good, and I feel like he's just not going to be up to the same standards that the rest of the bullpen might be up to obviously with the exclusion of Matt Barnes, cause he's still bad, but that could definitely be true. And that kind of scares me because I was just kind of counting on this dude being our closer and being solid. Um, if it means anything, we were watching a spring training game the other day and my dad was like, who's this guy when Adovino was pitching? I was like, Oh, that's our closer. My dad's like, I like him. So thank you, Al. <laughs> hey, Al, Al is a, Al, Al knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Al's a, Al's a smart guy. All right. Most disappointing. Um, I went with Garrett Richards just because I'm still excited to see him play, but ultimately, you know, the Pablo Sandoval award has to go to someone. I gave it to him just because of his shaky injury history and in spring training, he's had some trouble finding the plate. Are you sure it's not just because his name you know, is Garrett? We have two Garrett's on the team now, isn't that crazy? awesome? I love it actually. Both spelled the right way. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess that means he's gonna do well. So, you know, I hope that this prediction is wrong. Um, but yeah, just a couple of red flags in spring training. I'm still looking forward to it. I just hope 
you know, he can find the plate, and I think he will with time. So I'm not too worried, but that's my pick. Um, I really dislike this award, I guess. I don't like – I don't wish ill upon anyone, and I hope every player succeeds. Um, I just feel like – Those are diplomat. For Michael Chavis, like the whole narrative of this team, the whole tides used to be going against the guy, a little bit in my opinion right now. Like from the highs that he was at where he first came into the league to now, I'm a little worried about him. And I feel like he is, he's expected to be something that he's quite not. And towards the end of the season last time, last year, it was a little scary with the strikeouts. Um, so he's probably my guy for this sad award that I don't want to give. Wow. Um, I mean – to go along with that, I don't really want to put this tag on this guy, but I'm going with Nathan Avaldi as the most disappointing. Um, I feel like last season we kind of made him the ace, and he did all right. I just feel like he's not that guy. Like We've kind of counted on him to be our number two. I don't see him as a number two starter. I think his whole time in Boston has kind of been overblown. Like He had that great run when we first got him where he threw like a couple shutout games. And then he had that, obviously, that crazy outing in the World Series. And then we gave him $17 million per year. Huge deal. <laughs> but I just don't think he's that pitcher. Like, I, he has great stuff. Like, his fastball is electric. His stuff is great. But it worries me how he just doesn't get strikeouts and relies on contact. And when you're throwing 99 to 100, contact can easily turn into homers. And I just don't think he can be consistent or reliable. I'm hope I'm wrong. I hope that he can be the guy that we're counting on him to be, but I just don't have that much faith in him. And I can see him definitely going downhill quickly, especially because he also has an injury history. So he could end up being hurt just like any of these guys. Well, I also, it also doesn't help that Fenway is not exactly a deep field. Yeah. Especially with like the pole, like how many hitters pull nowadays, like he's throwing like a hundred down the middle and someone pulls it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't matter who you're throwing it to. I mean, look at freaking Luke Voigt with all of his pulled home runs that barely get over the wall in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, the same story. And his youth-sized jersey. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Pimp in the I, chain. I forgot that the Yankees. Existed. Mickey Mouse home run title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, breakout player. Um. Let's see. Oh, we already did. Uh, we had breakout. most surprises. Oh, I didn't even see breakout. Wait, oh, oh, Alex. Uh, uh, send them to the end. I'll go first. Yeah, send send me the end, please. Okay. All right, I'm excited for this one. Oh no, French fry, the franchise, French toast, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Franchi's my guy. He is gonna go off this year. Dude's a monster. He looks like the Hulk out there. Dude's gonna hit <laughs> absolute tanks. Um, he's going to double up Ben and home run numbers. You know, he's, you know, you're not necessarily getting him for average, but you know, he's going to find the gaps. He's going to, he's going to hit some very majestic home runs and he's going to be really fun to watch this year. Very and majestic. I hope to see him in left field every single day. Yeah. I like that. Right. When I saw him last or whenever he played recently, I was like, Oh, this guy's huge. He's- and, gigantic he I got am, bigger i can't wait to see him play this dude like out of nowhere seems like he's gonna be great he's got a cool name for nicknames too so what else do you need the franchise great i i'm ready now i i have uh wait your turn <sighs> oh, alex you can go you can go uh i i i feel like nobody's really talking about verdugo but i feel like he's gonna take another step in the right direction this year and continue to break out building off of last year just feel like he had such a good year last year in a shortened season. Like, there's no way he can't continue that success and build upon it. I like that. Is it me? Me. I have my guy, Bobby Dahlbeck. It's kind of soft because, like, breakout is weird when you're talking about a young guy. But anyway, I'm really excited for him. I think he's got all the potential in the world. His swing is beautiful. Um, I'm excited. I don't know if yeah, I – <laughs> I could have gone with so many different guys here. You guys all said like the guys I would have picked other than mine. So that works out well. I got Kike Hernandez because he's yeah. never really done much in his career in terms <laughs> of like, okay, I, I'm not, I'm going to say like that. Like he's like a career 240 hitter. He's never really been an everyday guy. He's been like a utility guy. He's been like a Brock Holt. 
So I feel like now that he, I've said this, like he's getting playing time now, he's a starter now. So I think he's going to play like a starter and really shine in that leadoff role. And so that's my breakout guy. I like it. Like uh, it now our last two categories. These are just numbers, most home runs and highest average players. Um, uh, for highest home runs, uh, I mean, got to go with Dahlback. Yeah. Hit the stud. Like, I thought about JD because, you know, he's trying to fix his launch angle and, or, and stuff. But, <laughs> but, but I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't overlook the fact that Dahlback is legitimately just raking on every pitcher in spring training. Just for the record, raking? he's raking. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, of course. I was just make I I couldn't hear. Um, just for the record, he's hitting like homers to all parts of the field. It's not like he's just pulling homers like Javis does. So that shows that he has pure raw power and he can drive the ball to any part of the field. So I don't think he's gonna be like a only pull or strikeout guy. I am a big fan of pure raw power, as Jason said. Pure raw raw power has me frothing at the mouth, and I think I think he's got it. Garrett, shut up. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Never mind. Then. Where were we? Joey. Joey. Uh, before I give my home run numbers, I just want to drop a quick fact. Uh, when Franchi Cordero first entered Major League Baseball, he was 6'3", 175. He is now 6'3", 226. Jeez. Oh <laughs> he's, out, he's put on 50 pounds of muscle. Get excited. Get excited. The franchise is here. The franchise has arrived. All right. Uh, so my home run leader, Bobby Dalbeck. I was between him and JD. I think JD is going to have a lot of home runs too. But, I mean, Bobby's Bobby. And then my average leader is uh, Raphael Devers. That was my average leader too. It. Yep, he just sprays it all over the, all over the place. And I think – his like average exit velocity on any batted ball has to be like up there because anytime the ball comes off his bat, it's scalded. Garrett's playing with fire again. Yeah, Frenchie's um, put on fifty pounds. That's my that's conclusion. Insane. My guy was uh my guy was JD for the home run leader. Although I'm excited for Dahlbeck, I am more excited for JD because he's established. He's done it before. Um, I think last year there's a lot of. You take last year with a bucket of salt. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Well, um, I really liked JD's mentality after the season last year, where he was like, "I didn't. I know I sucked. I need to fix everything. Go in the <laughs> lab." And now, and he's been in the lab. You can tell he's been in the lab fixing his swing. I just think there's a lot of weird stuff about that year, and it. You take it with a grain of salt. You take it with a bucket of salt. I'm excited for JD. He's done it before. Maybe he'll get, I think he'll get it right. You got for highest average? Uh, probably Bogarts. Didn't he? Who was, who was our highest average guy last year? It was probably him, wasn't it? Uh, no clue. Oh, yeah. Verdugo. Highest average. Was it Verdugo? That's probably. Fine. That's who I got this year for highest average is Verdugo. I feel like that's the like kind it. of player he is. So I got him for highest average. And for most homers, got to go with Dahlbeck. If I'm predicting him to hit 40 plus. Uh, he's going to lead the team. I got him at like 43 and then JD around 38. I feel like JD's going to hit homers, but I also feel like he's going to hit a little more for average. I, I think he's going to be like a 310, 38 homers type player with a lot of RBIs. I don't know. I don't think it's very bold to suggest that JD will have an over 1,000 OPS this year. No. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be like, great. Franchi Cordero's o- OPS will be over 2,000, though. You're really making me excited for Franchi Cordero. I'm so pumped. The fact that he gained 50 pounds since coming into the majors is wild. Yeah, because I, I remember him in like MLB The Show 18. He was, um, yeah, he was a literal stick. Yeah. Like he was a stick figure. And looking at him now, he is definitely not a stick figure. Uh, it's funny. Him and the dude, uh, dude's a monster. Him and Vasquez kind of switched switched roles in in terms of weight. They kind of just did the opposite. Him and Benny? No, no. Him and Vasquez. Vasquez just oh. like dropped like twenty five oh, yeah, pounds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. 
Yeah, I'm pumped for Frenchie Cordero, but I'm going to knock on wood right now because I tend to have a poor history with this stuff. <laughs> uh, you know what? My most disappointing player is Frenchie Cordero. There we go. <laughs> Joey, Joey, by the way, haircut looking fly, bro. Thank you, bro. It does I got look it good. this morning. Yeah. Let you know. So there you have it. We'll revisit those at the end of the season and probably realize how wrong we were, as we usually I'm do. I'm going to be right. Yeah. I hope so I hope we're I'll all right because I'll probably we're get predicting a good at. team. <laughs> uh, and now it's time to go to our listener predictions because we need other people oh, to laugh uh, at the end of the season too. Now it's time for GJ take questions <laughs> predictions. GJ predictions. He wears right. a lot of hats here. I'm so excited. Are you guys ready? Because I'm excited. I'm so ready. ready. Here we go. Number one, 94 and 66. Record prediction. Yes. I like uh, it. That's a hot take. Well, I was at 92, so that sounds pretty good to me, Parker. Yeah. Uh, World Series bound. That's Ooh. a hot take. I don't know uh, if I, I – I like I it. It's a burning I, take. I, I like it, but I, I don't know if uh... – Love to see it. Uh, Marlins somehow make the second wild card spot. I can you see know it. what? I like it. I That's actually fun. do like that. The Marlins – Happen for sure. Yeah, I'm a big they, Marlins guy. Go fish. They were they got some yeah, good players. I feel like the oh, Phillies season. definitely have an edge though, and like the Phillies and Mets have that division. Uh, I think the Mets may win that division. No, I Mets think they win the is... division, but Phillies yeah. like mm. the Phillies have a history of disappointing. That's Although they true. have Joe Girardi now, which is good for them. Yeah, that is good for them. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck goes zero to. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. So that's thousands. What? That's millions. I think Bobby Dahlbeck goes from one to a hundred billion this season. Not even a hot take, to be honest. What does that mean? I don't mean? really know what that means. <laughs> I think that's just a play on zero to a hundred. Yeah. You know how you say zero to a hundred? He said zero to a hundred billion. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so basically really good. Yeah. Uh, that lines okay. up with my prediction. I'll take that. Sounds good. Sad <laughs> Cowboys fan one. Was that you? Is that your burner account? <laughs> oh, good. Now that I'm thinking about it, it sounds a lot like my burner account. Maybe I went on <laughs> disassociative trip like a few days ago and just totally forgot that I was making a burner account and making predictions. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> David Ortiz will come out of retirement and hit 1,056 home runs. Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Uh, he didn't actually say one that I'm just slow and I can't read. He said hit for 1000 as in batting average and 56. Home runs. Oh, okay. Honestly, that like if the Red Sox, if the, <laughs> if the Red Sox <laughs> are leading the league in homers, big poppy could be like, I need to get out there with the boys and start. Hey man, it's my <laughs> turn. It's my turn yeah. to start raking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dahlbeck will participate in the home run derby derby and win it. I That's hope not. Fun. He That's could. Fun. I could see. I, I don't know. Is there even a home run derby this year? They haven't announced. Who knows? There wasn't. Was there not last year? Is that the no? Team? There wasn't. I haven't watched a home run derby since I, we probably were together. And uh, what's his face in the Blue Jays was in it, and he lost. Guerrero. 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 I was yeah. awesome. I love, I love the home run derbies. Oh, oh, oh! The franchise is at bat right now. He should be in the He's, home run derby. He's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Bogart's AL MVP. I like it. I like it, it too. It he deserves happen. one. It's not the most far-fetched thing ever. I mean, I mean the, the only, the only thing that, that hurts his chances is the fact that Mike Trout is in the AL. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. He is kind of good. 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, but that doesn't matter because spring training doesn't mean anything. He has mm-hmm. the golden sombrero. Spring training means everything when we want it. No, so. he has the bronze sombrero, sil- silver sombrero right now. It's just a hat. Just, he just <laughs> has a hat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Renfro will hit 270 with 27 home runs and 85 RBIs. I can see and that, but lower average, day. higher homers. Yeah. He plays every day. That could happen. Jason, I, I, I like it. With that. I can see him with like 30 plus homers. He's like, like, he's like this weird wild card in my mind because like yeah. – we're giving his playing time way higher than I feel like it should be based on the numbers and based on 
I don't know if this means anything, but in my MLB The Show franchise, I had him, and we played until, like, 2026. Dude was, like, an MVP candidate. He was crazy. He just hit, like, 40, 50 homers. So. Damn. Damn. Because that means a lot. I mean, Renfro could do it. His career high is 33. He kind of looks like Mike Trout. He is Mike Trout. 2019 is not that long ago. It's essentially last season. Yeah. That's how I look at it. It was last season. All right. Um, if we suck, Devers gets traded at the deadline. No. 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 Well, think, Jason, think about it. Devers is a weird I, – I know it doesn't make sense logically. Think about it from would the Red Sox do that. Evaluate this – Any other player. Any other player. So you, you're evaluating – Bogarts has a higher chance of getting traded. Something like that. Bogarts okay. has a higher chance. J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, Nathan Avaldi. Chris J- JD, JD is the first guy to go if they start buyer sailing. Anyone yeah, but, but we'd Devers. have to be some level of sucky to do that. Devers and Verdugo aren't going anywhere. Nope. And I, I'm inclined to say that it's very unlikely Bogarts will either. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, he se- he seems loyal. Like I also feel like it's unlikely any of them get traded just because like Red Sox ownership knows that everybody hates them right now because they traded Mookie. And I just yep. feel like they can't trade their best player that close together <laughs> yeah that would suck as long this is s'more by the way these last three anyway um as long as i as much as i hate cordero he's hitting 285 20 home runs 70 rbis in 120 plus games why do you hate him how then? could you hate him <laughs> he's the franchise he hates him i don't know joey I, are you appalled by this slightly <laughs> um all right well we'll move on then uh raffy wins triple crown <laughs> that's a hot one honestly i could see it once again it's possible just because devers is so well-rounded he can and core is back everything and core is yeah. going to be offering all sorts of like little toys and his, treats his for... dad's back in the dugout yeah yeah exactly now that, now that he's 14 and big and strong that's he, right. just, he he this just hit his he just hit puberty. Yeah, be afraid, MLB. Be very afraid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know his own strength. No. Guys, my friend ordered me. She texted me 40 minutes ago that she just placed an order for dunks. And just nothing has happened since then. I was anyway. in the Starbucks drive-thru line for 45 minutes yesterday. That's your first mistake. Why are you going to Starbucks? Why does it take yeah. so long to get coffee? Like, it's well, just like they told me things like full. Here yeah, you go. I, I hate Starbucks. I feel intimidated walking in. I didn't get I anything. Think, I don't know what a venti is. I feel yeah. like. Garrett, <laughs> I'm the same way, bro. You know I, heard what's funny is... I heard the rumor that if you say small, medium, or large, they shoot you on the spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what's funny is is they say tall and grande, which are both like synonyms. Small. For, no, tall or grande, which are both synonyms for large, but venti. Is not is the largest size, but it doesn't mean large. Isn't like grande the smallest? No, grande is medium. See, I don't know. My friend was like, "Here, just order this for me," and I'm like, "No, you're doing it. I don't know what that means. I don't want to say the wrong thing." Where does it come from? What is it's like its own language? What does grande mean? What's it's just Starbucks language? They thought they're fancy, but no. All right, well, frick Starbucks, bro. Starbucks, you're not allowed to sponsor us. Dunks. This might be dumb, but is grande is like a Spanish word, right? Yeah. Okay. Big. Yeah, I think they're trying to be Italian though. Like with the other stuff, I don't know. Whatever. Right. They're stupid. Uh, Pablo Sandoval is hitting 432 this spring, and he made the Braves opening day roster. Why? Uh, Braves fans, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he played um, you. Can, can you donate some belts just in case? Yeah. Um, Pablo yeah. Sandoval belt fun. Get it started. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as someone who enjoys to watch the Braves and owns a Braves jersey, I am appalled by this. How dare you put Pablo Sandoval in the same zip code as Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson, all those guys. How dare you? That's just disrespectful. Charlie Culberson. I love Charlie Culberson. Yeah. <laughs> he's Dansby's he's Dansby's older brother. That's right. Yeah. All right. GJ predictions. Uh, uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Whitlock because I'm a closer. Book it. Mm. I mean Hey. 
I feel like he's more of like a middle, like a setup guy, at least right now. Ooh, I don't. I, I see him more as a. Prediction. I see him more as a super reliever, not late inning. I think. I don't know. We haven't talked about him at all yet, but Darwinson Hernandez, I think, is getting overlooked. I was just about to say, that was my. That was another bold prediction I had last night. Darwinson Hernandez cements his role in the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, I agree. If I don't he, even think that's that can, bold. Yeah, probably not. I mean, dude's disgusting. He's electric. Yeah. He just needs to stop hitting the wall when he warms <laughs> up in the bullpen. That's still one of the funniest yeah. videos I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Um, Dahlbeck breaks rookie home run record. What is I don't know. Pete, it's like it's high. Pete 50, Alonso made it 53 high. 53 by, by Pete. It's that Big high? Pete. Holy crap. Yeah. Polar bear Pete. Big meat. I like that take. I think it's very hot. I don't know if he'll do it, but I like it. I like that. I like the spirit. You'd have to hit 54. That would wait. Wouldn't that tie David Ortiz for the franchise record? Yeah. Or was Ortiz 56? That's why Ortiz is going to come back. He's going to be like, this boy can't take my record. 54. Yeah. I'm not going to let a kid beat me. (laughs) Hey, hey, man. Bobby, I love you, man. You can't take my record, man. That's mine. (laughs) That's right. All right. Um, Richards finishes top 10 AL Cy Young. Just Mm. needs to stay healthy. I like that take because it aligns with my take, but um, it's still pretty <laughs> I, hot. It's difficult to, to be a top him. ten Cy Young candidate, but I, it he the thing with Richards is I see him either <laughs> either being a top ten Cy Young candidate or the top ten worst pitcher in the league. I don't even know yeah. if it's in between, honestly. I don't know. And I think the scariest part is that it'll shift game to game, probably. Mm-hmm. But he's right, a cool right. he's a cool look going on with the mustache and like the hair. So if Alex if you're gonna Pudico. suck, at least look cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about Alex Verdugo, GJ? Good questions. I'm like on the edge of my seat right now, guys. I really need to ask this question. Right? Not Good question. Any, anyway, never mind. Alex Verdugo, AL MVP. Oh God, that's hot. It is very hot. It's hot, but. Not that would, impossible. I'd that say, would make I'd me say, feel so much better about the Mookie trade. Not this year, but maybe down the line. He could, yeah. he, he, he could definitely be. He, he will be an MVP candidate down the road. Yeah. And it could start this year, so I don't think it's that bold. But it's definitely bold. Cause like, yep. Yeah. But hopefully. Um, JD will. Where are the negative bold predictions? Come on. Now. JD will return to 17 18 JD. That's not a bold prediction. That's just a fact. Yeah, no, that's gonna happen. Yeah. He he also said like spring training caught or the like the season reboot caught him mm-hmm. off guard. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he was down there last year, so he didn't prepare. Yeah. Well, he also wasn't able to use the video during games. Now he can do that again. That was a yeah. big thing last year. So. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck and All Star. Yeah. Probably not, but yeah. All-star voting's weird, but yeah. But we'll see. Uh, Very maybe hard he's one rookie. of those like last five, you know, that you have to tweet to vote in. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe he's in that category. I can Hashtag Drabby D, get him in. Jason, I, I don't you're not funny. You just hurt my feelings and make me sad. Yeah. Jason responded to his own question thing from his other account saying Garrett will get every prediction wrong. And now I'm a little sad. <laughs> That's just out of pocket. Anyway, I'm that is really out of pocket of you. Uh, you're doing the only thing I can do and read questions and comments. Um, <laughs> the Vooch asks, see how bad I am at this? The Vooch says, <laughs> states, postulates, Alex Bregman, AL MVP. First, no. The Vooch? No. Absolutely Second, not. Incorrect. That's a whiff. That's <laughs> <laughs> Alex Bregman can't do anything without the aid of a trash can. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby Dahlbeck is top five in MVP voting this year. That's old. That's if old. he won Rookie of the Year, then maybe. You never know. If I he wins like, Rookie I love- of the Year, maybe he gets MVP votes. I love oh. the bold predictions. With five. I haven't heard any uh, predictions like. Or I haven't heard of very many other rookies that would like even I could think compete with him. 
Randy Rosarena, people think will, but I don't think he will. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that playoff run was like very much because nobody knew anything about the guy. Yeah. That was insane, though. You got to give him credit. No, that was crazy. Breaking news. Uh, Matt Barnes had a false positive COVID test, so he'll be back to blow the game. Get the sensor ready. (laughs) Perfect. We can blow the game. Get a false positive COVID test? Do false positives still happen? Oh, yeah. How did they just figure out that it was a false positive like four days after it happened? They probably tested him again to see if it was still in his system. It would be Matt Yeah, but why? (sighs) Frick. Darn. Dadgummit. (laughs) Dang. All right. Well, uh, here we go. Another one. Erod with dead arm, backpacks with COVID. Didn't take long for the wheels to fall off this season. Yeah, I had a, I had the same thought. Uh, of course, I'm, Garrett had this thought about Erod. We're and fine. Had this discussion. How how do you not have that thought? It's like it feels like the beginning of the end. It feels like the same old book. I've, I've that we lost read. Matt Barnes. No. Oh well. Not Matt Barnes, bro. Erod. Okay. What is dead arm? How yeah, do you he, revive it? Well, I know dead leg, like when we play football, dead leg, you get hit and then your entire leg would kind of just like. Can you resuscitate it? Work anymore. So I don't know what's up with dead arm. But I'm How do you make it alive again? All right. Let's call in Joseph Nagel, MD. <laughs> um, my speculation is that um, as a result of very, very few baseball activities in the past year, that he ramped up a little too quickly. And I think it's just another word for saying that his arm is sore. Like, like your arm is always going to be sore after your pitch, but maybe it's just extended. That's thank you, doctor. It, it, dead arm is a fancy word for fatigue. Yeah. Always good to get That's, a medical that, expert it, on the, on the pod. I just, I don't blame the person who sent in the comment for having that thought. It does pretty much feel like the same story with Erod again. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It's it's a dull ache, not a sharp pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He's fine. We're good. Yeah. Anyone who's ever experienced dull pain versus sharp ache knows that sharp ache is way worse. Or sharp pain. Like, if it's if it's sharp and it, like, is, like, per- like constantly hurting, like, a lot, then it's definitely more significant than just being like a little tired and like sore. We should get William McNamara on the podcast because he has a lot of history with dead arm because he had to carry us. Should over I call the him right now? In baseball. All right, we got we got more more questions, oh, more there we go. comments. Hold on, more postulates. Oh, we're calling Will McNamara. <laughs> Test subject: the ace. Well, Will, Will said, uh, let's just pretend like he answered. So, yep. yeah. Good yep. answer, Will. Will. Thank you for yep. your in- expertise there. Um, <laughs> if it's any correlation or like any, any similar thing, I got the COVID shot a week ago and my arm felt pretty dead from that. So maybe that's what's going on with him. Oh, the COVID shot. Wow. Why didn't you? Wow. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know on Thursday if I also get dead arm from the COVID yeah, shot. Thank you, Alex. Bro, yeah. I'll bro. let you know on a date to be determined. Bro, real G's raw dog COVID, and that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you changed my mind. Let's go. News, okay? Anyway, um, Red Sox will end the season with 90-plus wins. Yeah. A couple of us that. Yeah. I hope so. Evers and Dahlbeck became the new Ramirez and Ortiz combo. Okay. Okay. like it. Can we go, like, rapid, rapid fire? I want a snack. Yeah, I, I my coffee might be here. Anyway. Dalby picks rookie home run record. We heard that already. Yeah. Interesting. That's funny. Uh, Whitlock becomes a closer by the end of the season. That's okay. Too. Um, the Red Sox will go 94 and 68, and will lose in the ALCS. Um, if we go 94 and 68, we're winning the whole thing. Next, <laughs> uh, World Series champs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Matt Barnes zero blown saves. That is bold. What was it? <laughs> Whoa. What was it? Matt Barnes, zero blown saves. Yeah, right. Only way that happens is if he doesn't pitch a single game this season. <laughs> um, Dahlbeck will hit 225 and 25 home runs at the most. 
I think 225 and 25 home runs is a reasonable expectation, honestly. I, I'm mm. excited for the guy, but like then again, it's like, such a wild card. That's fair, and, fair enough. Um, anyway, Devers has a breakout year and wins MVP, leads the Red Sox back to the World Series. Sure. Love it. Yep. Uh, Tatis will win MVP. Probably. For the Red Sox? Sure. Yeah. Um, here we go. Erod struggles early in the season, but ends with 12 plus wins in a sub 3.5 ERA. I can 12 see 12 wins is kind of low. 12 wins is That's very low. This this isn't a 60 game season. This is the full 160. So uh, I I would say I would say like he could have like 17 wins. He could win 20. He should have won 20 in 2019 if it wasn't for shout out Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. <laughs> Um, Xander gets 37 stolen bases. Okay. I don't remember seeing the last time Xander run in a fast manner. Well, he doesn't seem like a runner to me. No, he's not. He has more of a stroke. Yeah. Cora was big in the World Series year. We stole a lot. You remember that? Yeah, but that's going to be Jaron Duran's job. Mm -hmm. Duran Duran's. JD hits 36 home runs and 87 RBIs. Probably. 87 RBIs kind of low. Yeah, RBIs is low, but home run sounds about right. Yeah, this Red Sox team is going to be very good offensively. People are forgetting about that. All right, and that's all of them. That's all. Awesome. There you have it, our listener uh, predictions and hot takes. We'll see how those look at the end of the season, the season that's about to start because opening day is Thursday. And is there anything better than freshly mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, yes, there is. Freshly groomed balls. Oh, of course. How can I forget <laughs> about that? <laughs> Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new <laughs> it's a whole new balls games. Balls game, folks. And Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. Join the movement. Because we've got a great deal for you. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code DUGOUT. That's D U G O U T D. DUGOUT. Yeah. Use that manscaped.com and get yourself some of these great products. Um, last episode, it was just me and Garrett who had them. Now, Joey and Alex have them too. What do you guys they think? They're phenomenal. Phenomenal. Insane. So, I'm so smooth good. like a newborn. It's ridiculous. People love the shirt. I wear the shirt. I get compliments so, on all the time. Same. Yeah. I get complimented on the shirt all the time. Yeah. My dad I mean, bought the pair of boxer briefs online. He used the code. Those are pretty comfortable too, I, I must say. Their their selection is just crazy of the different things you can buy in Manscaped. They've got the lawn mower, the weed whacker, the boxers. You got shirts, you got bags, you got deodorants and anti-chafing stuff everything you could possibly need they have it and their technology is the top like you can't get better products than what manscaped has they'll keep you safe they'll keep you looking good they'll keep you feeling good you need to get out there and get some manscaped products and get 20 percent off and free shipping while you're at it so go dugoutmanscaped.com. that's right summer's around the corner guys better be ready d-u-g-o-u-t let's get out there I want to rant about something. And what is that? We at the In the Dugout podcast here have this whole thing. Too many nerds in baseball. I saw a little tweet that was very nerdy, and I don't don't care for it. Trevor (laughs) Bauer. Trevor Bauer. This is from LA Times Sports. Says, Trevor Bauer said he spends about an hour every day logging data and taking measurements. He collects 40 to 50 metrics of himself every day and employs a handful of people to help. Here's the quote from Trevor Bauer. We've gotten to the point where we're pretty good at predicting what's actually going to happen out on the field, just based on my measurements that day and a couple days leading up to it. What's the point of even playing the game at that point then? I've watched, I've watched Trevor this. Bauer's vlogs and um, he is very dedicated so I have to applaud him. Like he does do a lot. He puts in a lot of time to take these measurements and he's looking at it from a different angle. So I kind of respect it. I don't respect you know, like, it. I hate it. He, I think it's bad is, for the game. He's just because, like a competitive edge. Um, 
The only guess, thing is, like, if you're... everyone starts to do this now, it's well, gonna it's get fine annoying. if whatever pitchers are always gonna make themselves better, no matter how bitter I'll get about it. But thank God, it's not like I don't know the thing. Let's just allow steroids, honestly. I was doing so much. Okay, quick, quick, just thoughts about general baseball. I'm a baseball fan, obviously. That's clear. That's good. Um, this whole thing with the they're starting to they're going to crack down apparently this season on the pine like the substances. Yeah, it's going to be weird this year, and we're going to be able to tell. So they're dejuicing the balls apparently, uh, making them a little bit less pop, and they're cutting down on. Um, on rotation, basically, like you cut down on, on spin rate and all that stuff. When you cut down on what pitchers can use on their hands, it's going to change the way baseball is played. It's going to change the whole feel of the game, honestly. And in theory, those two things should balance out, but they're not going to. I don't know if pitchers can't use substances on their hands. It changes all of what baseball is about. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I also just don't like how he said um, we've gotten pretty good at predicting what's actually going to happen out on the field. If you're predicting what's happening out there, then why are you even going out there and playing it? Like at that point, like the game isn't even a game and it's just like numbers and predictions and equations, which I don't like. I get the whole statistics thing and how it can make you better, but I don't want the game to become too much of a math equation, too much of like we crunch these numbers and these stats say that this is going to happen. And then I I just don't like it. And I don't really love Trevor Bauer. And so him doing it makes it a little bit worse for me, but I need him to give me those stats and those numbers so I can gamble. Yeah. Tell us what, tell us yeah. what's going to happen out in the field to help the fans out. <laughs> um, real quick. LeBron James is a part owner now. Oh yeah. Thoughts. That's facts. He's, he's a winner. It's cool. Maybe he'll make us be more. Winners. I don't know how much, how involved he'll be, but you know, it's he won't be involved at all. Something. Right. I think people cared way too much about this. I really don't think it's that significant. Oh, yeah. He just joined the ownership group, which happened to own the Red Sox. And that he already was partially a part of. Yeah. So people are like, why would the Red Sox do this? They're ruining their franchise. Why would they get LeBron James involved? It's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, he sucks. Oh, my God. He sucks. What does he know about baseball? What does he know about baseball? My God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Maybe it will even be good for us because then, like, young players will be like, oh, let me go to the Red Sox so I can meet LeBron James. Yeah, I don't know about that. But yes. I, right. You never know. You never know. never know. Last thing, I think this is a good way to wrap up the episode with some more Franchi Cordero hype. Uh, Franchi said that he wants to be known as the killer in Boston. Yes. <laughs> That's so aggressive. David Ortiz tweeted a uh, he tweeted a video of Franchi's home run the other day, so he's a fan. Um, he should be. Do we like the killer be. nickname? I don't the like killer. it as much as the franchise. I, I like franchise French French fry, French toast, French dressing. Um, but yeah. The killer's cool too. Imagine coming to on. imagine so coming to a new city and just being like, "Call me the killer." Yeah, honestly, that's, that's badass. Some Miyamo some... the killer. Miyamo the killer. <laughs> Joey's taking us back to uh, when he was a god in Spanish for junior year. I, w- I was a god in Spanish for yes. Do you guys know when? Kind of crazy to think that was so. Do you guys long know when anything about glass? What? What? Does glass like conduct heat at all? Are and you burning static? stuff again? Well, glass doesn't really burn. Yes, but like you use okay, so you use like a magnifying glass to conduct heat to like set stuff I, on I have fire. A shard, I have a shard of glass. I want to heat said shard of glass, and then I really want to stab it into the hand sanitizer and burn a hole. Will glass <laughs> conduct heat well enough to be able to stab it? Uh, show this on camera. Let's try it out. Well, Live experiment. GJ experiments. GJ like... <laughs> scientist. I don't think it conducts heat well enough. And will it crack? Oh, wait, never mind. It conducts heat a little bit. Oh, shit. Something happened. Oh, no. 
nothing really happened. It just made a little mark. So Garrett, generally getting plastic heated up very hot is a bad thing. It's glass though, not plastic. No, but you're by stabbing this hot piece of glass into plastic, you're transferring the heat. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I have a sad thing. I have to run down. My dunks is here. Okay, that's okay. I also um, have to go. I love yeah, you all. Well, I'll stay in this Zoom by myself. Okay. Okay. And talk to no one. Yep. Sounds good, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. Oh. Baseball is back. Get excited. Franchi Cordero. It's going to be a fun season, and I'm excited go to get this podcast into the season. Let's go Sox. Go Sox. <laughs>